Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ Amber. Charlamagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Monday. That mic sounds a little funny. I don't know why. I don't got nothing to do with that. I'm talent. Okay, all I'm here to do is show up and talk. Yeah, your mic sounds a little funny. I don't got nothing to do with the engineering aspect of it. I don't got nothing to do with the technical aspect of it. You good money now. Because somebody adjusted something. Somebody did their job. I'm here doing mine. Something sounded a little crazy, but we yes. here. It's Monday, back to the work week. Shout out to everybody that was out in North Carolina for CIAA. Had an amazing time. I love seeing you guys. Thank you for partying with us. It was a packed weekend. I'm tired now. I ain't gonna lie. I got home last night, 11 o'clock at night. Oh, so you ain't get to see nothing. You ain't get to see the Oscars. You ain't get to see the Shy. Nope. I didn't oh, see nothing all yet. Of, I didn't miss- see the Shy. I didn't see Homeland. I didn't see none of that stuff yet. Well, yes, all we had our, our annual day party mm-hmm. in Charlotte, North Carolina. Now, I came home uh, yesterday. You know what the first thing I did was when I got home? Sleep. I watched this movie on Netflix, Veronica. Veronica. Yes, everybody was talking about it because you know I love scary movies. Oh. So it's a horror movie, but they said it's based on a true story, and that's what made it extra scary. And it has uh, subtitles because it's in Spanish. It's in Madrid. But it was a great movie. I'm glad I had a chance to see it. It was very scary. Was it nominated for anything last night at the Oscars? Well, no, it just came out on Netflix. Oh, it just came out. Mm. Okay. I want to see the movie The Shape of Water now because of the Oscars. Uh, Now, now what is that about? supposed to happen. Is it about a lady that has sex with... A water person? I still don't know what it's about. I just keep oh. seeing all these white people talking to this like oh. monster in the tub. Yeah, I, I was confused. And I, they not trying to kill the monster, which always intrigues me. Whenever you see white people not trying to kill something that looks crazy, I wonder why they're not trying to kill it. Well, The Shape of Water did win for Best Picture, and Guillermo del Toro won for Best Director for Shape of Water. And I want to see it. And, you know, uh, the, the the easy thing for people to say is like, oh, Get Out should have won. Get Out should have won. I can't say that, if I, say that if I haven't seen all the other movies. That's true. Did you, you know see I mean? uh, any of the other movies that were nominated for Best Picture? I don't even know what else. What other movies were nominated? I just remember Shape of Water and Get Up. Lady Bird. No. Phantom Thread. The Post. Three Billboards Outside. Oh, I do want to see Three Billboards. Three Billboards looks interesting too. Dunkirk, Darkest Hour, and Call Me by Your Name. No. 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 I'm I'm interested in seeing The Shape of Water and uh, Three Billboards. I've seen Molly's Game. You ever heard of Molly's Game? Uh, Molly Gang? No, no, not not Molly Gang. Molly what? Molly's Game. I don't think Molly's a game, sure. No, no drugs are a game. No, no, no. It's about a lady who uh, ran like a gambling ring in L.A. and then she moved to New York. It was making like 40000 a week. All she was doing is just basically supplying the game and the players, and it would tip her like 40000 a week. Was this movie nominated yeah, for an Oscar? Yeah, was this nominated for an Oscar? It just came out, guys. Oh. just came out. Oh, well, we were just, okay. I thought that's just, what you no, were just, talking it about. It just came out, guys. Okay. I just wanted to say it. Anyway, well, let's get the show <laughs> cracking. Tory Lanez will be joining us this morning. Was Tory Lanez nominated for an Oscar? Might have been. I don't know. No. No, he wasn't. Kobe no, no. was. Kobe was. Kobe won, actually. Yes, yes he, did. he did. We'll talk about that. And front page news, what we are, What else are we talking about? Uh, we are going to talk about a shooting that happened at Central Michigan University. What happened with this student, and who did he kill? All right. We'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. I can't even hear this song without thinking about uh, Pete Davidson and Chris Reddish from Saturday Night Live's remix of God's Plan, Don's Plan. 
where they're rapping from the perspective of Donald Trump. Oh, it's incredible. Really? I haven't heard it. Yes. I haven't I think Saturday Night Live was shook to play it, but uh, they put it out. Okay. All right. Well, morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. You want to start off with the Oscar sheet? Um, I mean, we talked about it already this morning, but we'll talk about that more in the rumors. But basically, we were just talking about Best Picture and Best Director. That went to The Shape of Water and Guillermo del Toro, who was the director for The Shape of Water. So that was the big wins for the night. But we'll tell you about some first when we get into rumor report. Now, what about this shooting in a school? What, what, what were you talking about, Yee? Yes, so we were talking about Central Michigan University. The parents of James Eric Davis Jr. were coming there to take him home for spring break. And they had just picked him up from a hospital. He was checked in for erratic behavior. And that's when James Eric Davis Jr. picked up a gun that belonged to his father and killed both of his parents. This happened on Friday. Now, Davis fled, but he was arrested early Saturday near some train tracks. They said he was behaving very erratically. And he went to the police and said that, uh, campus police, he said that he believes that people were trying to kill him. And they checked some security footage from him inside of an elevator. Everything seemed fine and normal. Then officers said they found him to be nonsensical later on. This time he was in a dorm hallway. And they suspected that drugs were involved. So they took him to the Mm. hospital to get him checked out because they said, clearly, mentally, he's just not making a lot of sense. That's when they called his parents and took him to that local hospital. He did end up killing both of his parents. That's not how I want to start my Monday off. I woke up this morning. I said my prayers. I rolled in listening to Oprah Super Soul podcast with Carl Lynch. I'm drinking my green tea. I ain't got time for this right now. You know, people didn't know what was going on at first. They thought it was just a a random shooting on campus Mm -hmm. when this all went down. So... That's when it was discovered. That, that don't even sound right. A random shooting on campus. Like, no, like nobody should be used to that at this point. Like, that, like our, our mouths should never work to say a random shooting on campus. Well, they campus. were scared given everything that has just happened as of late in Parkland, Florida and everything. So people were scared this was another per wow. student just shooting people randomly. That's the sad part. Like, mm-hmm. you, you hear about random shootings in, you know, places. But not on a campus. Like, it shouldn't be a random shooting at a campus or a church or any. Those are supposed to be sanctuaries. Not at all. All right, and speaking of Florida, father and daughter were arrested after they allegedly were having sex in their backyard with each other. Justin Bunn, who's 39 years old, and his 19-year-old daughter, Taylor Bunn, were taken into custody. Witnesses said they spotted them having sexual intercourse in the backyard. That's his real daughter? Why is this news? Now, both the father and daughter did confess. They said it was consensual, but it was an isolated incident. They were arrested on incest charges. This is all brand for Florida. Listen, what does your Uncle Charlotte always oh tell y'all and what have I been telling y'all for years? The craziest people in the world come from the Bronx and all of Florida. I know Atlanta got Florida man now, so y'all gonna say Donald Glover is putting the light on Florida, but Florida been crazy. My goodness. Okay? We know this. All right. Well, that's front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad weekend, a horrible weekend, and you need to vent. Or if you just want to spread some positivity, get it off your chest. All right? 800-585-1051. Call us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Get it. Pick up the mother, mother phone and dial. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So you better have the same energy. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's up? It's L'Oreal. Hey, L'Oreal. L'Oreal that work at the juice bar with Angela Yee. Is you L'Oreal Yee? No. I love you guys. Good morning. We'll get you off your chest, mama. I'm very upset right now. That's why I'm calling. Why are you upset, boo? I feel blessed because I'm alive. I'm on my way to work. But just hearing about the young man that killed his parents. I lost my mom in October, and I'll do anything to have her here with Mm. me. 
Mm-hmm. So when I hear about stuff like that, it just really makes me upset. It's kind of emotional, you know? Like I, I can totally understand why so, you feel that way. The world is so crazy. Yeah. I can understand why you feel that way. The things that people take for granted, other people are dying to have. Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. Dying to have. And the fact that he's in a decent college with parents that are willing to come and pick him up for spring break to spend time with him, regardless of his issues, shows that he had, you know, pretty decent parents. Mm-hmm. Right. I like how you say regardless of the issues. I'm so ungrateful about things that, that some people would die to have, you know? I love yeah. how you say regardless of the issues because I'm the same way. I try to avoid crazy. I wouldn't care if that crazy came in the form of my own children. I would not be around them. Well, I'm sorry you lost your mom, Mama. Yeah, thank you, guys. I love you guys, though. Keep keep doing it. We just got y'all in the Carolina. I'm from New York originally, but I've been down here for about 10 years. And when I heard you guys were going to be on the radio here, I was just so happy. Where, where you at? Radio before y'all. I'm in um, Whiteville, North Carolina. Okay. Yeah, but I'm from Brooklyn. So when I heard you guys were coming, I, I got really excited because radio before you guys was pretty whack. Well, thank you, Mama. We're happy yeah, to be there. No shade, no shade. No shade, no shade. <laughs> well, thank you, Mama. Have a good, have a good week. Y'all too. Love you guys. She must listen to us on Choice 92.1 in Fayetteville. Salute to Raleigh during Fayetteville. Hello, who's this? Good morning, Angela. How oh, are you? My oh, my gosh. Is this Snack Man? It is Snack Man. Yeah, all right. So, uh, I'm going to get ready to Hold on. Snack here. Man's about to tell us a joke. Snack Man's he... the uh, Angela Yee's resident uh, comedian. Yes. Yeah. Cheer him on. Yeah. Well, hold on. You want to do this now or you want to do this next week? Next week. All right. I'll call you next week. Wait, what happened? Snack no, man, you I on mean, drugs, bro. Something <laughs> wrong with you, yo. Like you need to really I'm, just. I'm going to Florida next week, yo. I'm gonna call you next week. Guys. That's what have you need to go. Week. You need to live in have Florida permanently. Uh, you I act love like you from Florida. So much. Have a great week. All right. Act like you from Florida. WMDC signing off. All right, Snack what man. Wrong what, with, was that a joke? Snack we'll talk man. to him next week, I guess. He either from the Bronx or he act like he or he need to move to Florida. Hello, who's this? This is uh, Devon from Corona. What's up, bro? Queens, get it off your chest. Yeah, basically, I have a problem with girls who always sit here and they tell you basically how, like, they sugarcoat crap about them liking you. Like, the other day, oh boy. I got the line, we'll see. And basically, all you got to do is just tell me, no, I ain't interested. I don't want to go out or <laughs> nothing hurt. like that. So, for all those ladies out there, you need to start telling men the truth and stop lying because, you know, that's when He's hurt. stupid stuff happens. Well, what you mean, no, whoa, whoa, whoa. What you mean that's when stupid stuff happens? Is that a threat, sir? That's not a threat, Uncle Charlotte. You already know that's not a threat. So what are you saying? Yeah, what, 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 what stupid what's stuff could happen? With, with I mean, saying we'll see. You know, you know, like, Missy, all right, so, for instance, if you don't like a guy, pretty much, you're going to tell him straight up you don't like him. You're not going to say, we'll see, or, you know, like, well, like, I want to, like, you wanna, you're not going to say that you want to go out with him. You're not going to shoot the court. You're going to tell him flat out, no. You're not going to say, we'll see. Well, or, maybe like, she's not, not sure. Mm-hmm. You're just not sure. Like, okay, straight up, like, if you're not oh sure, like, what would make you sure of it? Well, I mean, we'll see. Well, you know, this you know, attitude ain't gonna get it done. I know. You know how many relationships started where a girl wasn't too sure if she wanted to go out with a guy, and then they ended up being in a relationship. No, I'm saying like if she knows automatically from like the jump that she's not gonna want to date him, that she's maybe she's just playing life. hard to get, sir. And maybe you need to just have a little bit more confidence in and your patience. follow up. Yeah. Okay. Oh no, I'm confident in my follow up. It's just that I don't have time to wait. That's what all I'm right. Saying. This if doesn't sound all right. Up. You need sure. to be arrested. <laughs> I think we need to arrest you now before you make a mistake. I'm going to yeah, be honest. You sound a little cray-cray. Too crazy. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent. Hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club.
This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Queen God, DJ Envy, this Fred from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, checking in with you. What's up, Fred? Good morning. I want to say uh, happy Monday, y'all. I got a problem. This really is an ask ye question, but y'all ain't going to answer for me, so I had to get it in right now. Uncle Shawna, are you listening, sir? Good morning, sir. Yes, sir. I'm listening. Good morning. What's happening, brother? When, when, went to the bar Saturday night, Uncle Shawna. Y'all know I'm single. I'm out here looking for poom poom. I don't know what to do. Went to the bar, saw a yellow chick. She's yellow and thick. That's how I like them. Slid down on her, got to talking to her. I get a tap on the shoulder. Guess who behind me? Her man. A stud. No, a stud. Her girlfriend. Oh. The girlfriend told me, what you doing talking to my girl ready to beat me up? I almost got beat up by a stud Saturday night, Uncle Shawna. I don't know what to do. I'm trying to get poom poom. If I can't get it from a man, can't get it from a woman, what do I do, sir? First of all, there's millions <laughs> of women across the planet. You just happen to run into one of them that's in a relationship. That's did all. Did you just say I can't get it from a man? Why? You couldn't find it? You I looking did. for a man or woman? Yes, ma'am. I did. I did say that. Okay, so you were, you're open to dating men and women. Well, at this stage of the game, Miss G, what do I do? I need to keep my knee pads <laughs> So on. you got mad options. Where do you live at, sir? Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Milwaukee. you know who it is. Maybe you need to drive to Chicago. It costs in Milwaukee all the time. Maybe you need to drive over to Chicago, drive over to Indiana. All I'm basically telling you is there's a lot of options out there. Yeah, you so. got men or women if you're into it, man. Well, y'all need to get me up there and help me out. I need to get up there so I can get some help. Nah, we good. Nah, we good. But, we good. But, but you have a... You keep of, trying. Keep shooting your shot. Yes, yeah, a lot of men and women out here. It's a lot of different places you can put your ball. There's a lot of different baskets to fill. Hello, who's this? Uh, good morning, Envy. It's Aisha from the Bronx. Hey. Good morning, Angela. Hey, mama. Good morning, morning Aisha. Aisha. Good morning, crazy girl from the Bronx. Hey, get it off your chest. Oh, whatever. I'm so blessed this morning because last night I had a wonderful dream about Clifford Smith, a.k.a. Master Man. He's my celebrity crush. I've loved him since I was 14 years old. And we were on a picnic in Central Park. And I just woke up in a good mood, so I'm blessed. That means my week is going to be good, right or wrong? Well, that's really sweet, and it was just his birthday as well. I don't know if that's good, because he's married. We were on a picnic for his birthday, so I think that's a, a, a little hint, right? Oh, so you, oh, so you no. had a picnic with Meffin Man. You dreamed that you was having a picnic with Meffin Man on his birthday. In Central Park. Correct, correct. In okay. Central Park, we had the balloons, we had, you know, birds. We had everything he liked, you know, at the park. So this was very, very detailed. detailed. I see. <laughs> One day y'all going to listen to me when I tell y'all that the craziest people come from the Bronx and all of Florida. <laughs> yeah, One day y'all gonna listen to Uncle Charlamagne. Hello, who's this? How you doing? This is Danielle from the Bronx. Hey, hey crazy <laughs> Danielle from the Bronx. Get it off your the chest. The Bronx is heavy in here this morning. <laughs> uh, I'm just calling in today because I'm staying up blessed. I have my two kids. I had to leave one of my jobs that I was there for a couple years, and I was out of work for a little bit. Now I have a job working overnight and a job I love, and okay. I get to be there for my kids every step of the way without any interruption. There you That's go. That's awesome. Well, congratulations. Well, happy Monday. That's yeah, the least craziest week, thing I've heard from the Bronx in a long time. Thank you, Mama. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. You can tell us why you're mad or tell us why you're blessed. Now, we got rumors on the way? Yes, we'll talk about Rick Ross. Now, Rick Ross was trending all weekend. We'll give you mm -hmm. an update on his health and what people who are close to him are saying. All right. We'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. All right. No Limit Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Rick Ross. It's about time. What's going on? Yo, yo, yo. Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is The Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. 
Well, it was reported that Rick Ross was on life support. Now, there's conflicting reports that are out. Uh, he did, in fact, go to the hospital, and they said he was hooked up to some machine that's used to oxygenate your blood outside of your body before it's pumped back into pumped back into the body. Now, other people are saying that he is fine and that he never was on life support at all. Uh, he also posted on Instagram yesterday as well just a picture of his Rolex and some jewelry mm-hmm. and put Florida boy. So apparently it looks like he's going to be okay, but we don't know exactly what went wrong with him. Uh yeah, so. You know, the internet will try to kill you. You know, it's funny because when I first heard that story, I hit Ross. People were like, yo, Ross good. And they're like, yeah, he good. You know, but then you start seeing all his reports mm-hmm. that he's on life support. And you're asking yourself, well, who should I believe, the internet or his family? I think I should believe his family. But I think it's also hard, too, because sometimes you also don't want to put that out there if you don't even know what's going on yet. And you don't want everybody to be all in the mix. I think something like this is so personal. Everybody's so, so quick to want the story. Everybody wants a story. Everybody wants to be first. Everybody wants to get those hits, those clicks that they're not even really doing accurate information to see what's really wrong with the brother. Now, Fat Gleesh had posted, just talked to my big homie. He good. He in the hospital, but he is not on life support. He's good. So, we'll take the word of the people that are around him. Well, salute mm-hmm. to the homie Rick Ross, man. Absolutely. All right. brother. Now, let's talk about the Oscars last night. Did you guys have a chance to watch the Oscars? I, I did. I wait. You know what? Because I, was, I, was, I wanted to see Mary J. Blige perform, which I got to see. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see Tiffany Haddish present, which I got to see. And I wanted to see if Jordan Peele was going to win anything, which I did get to see him win Best Screenplay. All right. Well, let's talk about Jimmy Kimmel because he did host uh, this year. So see if you thought he was funny. He did address Harvey Weinstein in this way. Uh, the Academy kicked him out, and after they did, I was curious, so I looked it up. You know, the only other person to be expelled from the Academy ever was a character actor named Carmine Caridi. In 2004, he was kicked out for sharing screeners. Carmine Caridi got the same punishment as Harvey Weinstein for giving his neighbor a copy of Seabiscuit on VHS. Now, he also talks about Black Panther and Wonder Woman. Here's Jimmy Kimmel. The success of Black Panther is one of many positive stories this year, especially for African Americans and Bob Iger. <laughs> Black Panther and Wonder Woman are, uh, were massive hits, which is almost miraculous, because I remember a time when the major studios didn't believe a woman or a minority could open a superhero movie. And the reason I remember that time is because it was March of last year. Well, Jimmy Kimmel was a solid host, uh, stating a lot of obvious truths. He's just regurgitating what people have been trying to tell Hollywood forever, though, and that's that diversity works. All right, now, Ryan Seacrest was also on hand, and Taraji P. Henson spoke to him. You know, there were these allegations against him, and the woman who has uh, accused him of sexual misconduct did not file a police report or lawsuit. They're saying it was because of the statute of limitations. But on Ryan Seacrest's side, they're saying that she was demanding $15 million for her to not put out this press release. Well, here's what Taraji had to say. She is having such an amazing year. I mean, I'm just, and she she exudes it. She 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 feels it. She looks it. You know what? The universe has a, a way of taking care of the good people. You know what I mean? I agree. I didn't understand that because everybody was saying that to Raji, Chris, Ryan, C. Chris. That made no sense to me. If Taraji- I thought she was actually supporting. Yeah, exactly. Support to if me. Taraji, had, she rubbed him on the chin. If Taraji had said the universe has a way of giving you the karma you deserve. And that's different. She but she said rubbed, taking care of good people. Exactly. She rubbed him on the chin and said, take care of good people. Like, and Mary J. Blige also spoke out on and said that she loves Ryan Seacrest and she doesn't know the whole truth of what happened. Mm. So that's what she had to say. We'll give you some more on the Oscars uh, in the next rumor but report. But isn't that the way it should be, though? What's that? Like if somebody has allegations and somebody's saying, no, that's not what happened, shouldn't he still be continued to work? 
Until found guilty. Until found guilty. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. All right. Well, thank you for those rumors. Yee. Now, when we come back, Tory Lanez will be joining us. We'll kick it with Tory Lanez, so don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Mr. Yeah. Tory Lanez is here. What's going on, everybody? Sophomore album, Memories Don't Die. Yeah. Tell me what that title means, man. Basically, it stems from like a summer that I had a long time ago, probably when I was about 16, 17. And like, I remember my friends had betrayed me that summer. I was in a little bit of a situation, and I remember just seeing my friends, and they, they ain't helped me in the situation that I was in. Like a fight or something? Something like that. I kind of got like, just trying to rush me. So some, just basically what it was was just the, the symbolicness of the situation of just my friends not helping me and being betrayed like that. It kind of like pushed me away from just hanging out with people in general and that, that like you had to kind of put new trust in. Mm. And I kind of just said, I'm going to just do music. And it's it's a blessing that becomes um, something I always think back about. Like, I'm glad that this kind of happened because if it didn't, I wouldn't have been focused enough to care so much about my own shit, you know? I see you got the record also, Old Friends, New Foes. Yes. Yeah, you say old, friend, old friends become strangers, new friends become dangerous. Yeah. Explain that new friends become dangerous line. Because I, I get the old friends thing, why they become strangers. Yeah, I mean, I think new friends become dangerous because sometimes you, like, you know, when you are somebody of some sort of situation or some sort of stature, people, uh, you know, you don't know what people are your friends for. Mm-hmm. It's like, what is your ulterior motive? Everybody in some sort of way, it's like, it's human nature to think for your own benefit. Or in a weird way, you know what I'm saying? They said, if you can't be used, you're useless. Yeah, and, and it, but it, it's kind of true. But it's just like, because of that, it's kind of like, I'm kind of standoffish about just putting new friends in my circle like that because I rather rock with the motives. dudes I've been rocking with for years. Mm-hmm. Like, And you just never know nobody's ulterior motives, like you said. Do you have more you female know? friends and more male friends? I got more male friends. I, I can't really sit and just be like, yo, I have a bunch of female friends because, like, I don't think I've ever had really, like, a lot of female friends. Like, if, if you was, like, a female that I was talking to as a friend, I would, like, we was trying to was fucking, like, you know That's what I'm crazy. That's crazy because I got more female friends. Yeah, because, like, female friends than guy friends. Girls, I, I love talking to girls. I love, like, you know what I'm saying, being around them. I love everything about women, like, but... At the same time, I just, for some reason, I guess maybe because I'm just a charming dude and a lot of the girls that, like, I'm friends with are... are Who the hell said you charming, Tori? Me. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I'm a charming dude. I'm a charming dude. Like, nah, because, like, I can adapt to situations. Like I said, I love all all types of girls. I love all women. But I I think, like, every time I've been, like, in a a situation with a girl, it's like, we'll start off friends. Mm -hmm. Because I'm mad cool. Like, I'm real down to earth. I'm not okay, like... We'll start off cool, but it's like either she'll like me, or it's like I just never had a maybe like maybe like two, three, four, five girls in my life that are just like just cool, cool people, and like, no you know nothing like no attraction. Like, maybe we was attracted, but it just didn't go right, or it just never worked <laughs> out, and so we just ended up really calling it like you know like, why, cool people. Why are guys so trusting over new people? You know? Like you don't trust a new dude, you won't let a new dude come to your house. But a girl you meet in the club that night, you'll probably take to your crib. Cause, but you gotta understand, it's a lot of maneuvers that go on. It's a lot of maneuvers when a girl's going to see. See, I just still won't bring certain girls to my crib like that. But Regardless. you're to bring a. a I'm from. I'm from first of all, I'm from Toronto. Mm-hmm. Like I'm from a city of where a lot of girls. We have these girls they call setup chicks. They mm-hmm. just all they do is just setting up all day. And oh, me, I'm. You have I'm, those all over the world. Yeah, right? Nah, but nah, but see, but see, but see, <laughs> but see, nah, but see, it's like it's a specific like. Group of girls like it's like yo yo da, 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 da. I'm sure you have they line you up yeah 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 you know what I'm saying 
I feel like in you know in, in in a lot of places you don't learn that stuff till you're like older, but because of the roots of like all the Caribbean mm-hmm. like lessons, like <laughs> you learn these things from very young. That's a fact. Or, or, you know what I'm saying? Younger than I think we were supposed to learn these things, or, so it became more of a habitual way of thinking, if if you will. You know what I'm saying? Like I gotta I gotta think like this and. That's kind of how we looked at it, you know? Sure. You mentioned Charlemagne in the song. Benevolent. Benevolent on the album. Yeah, we yeah, talked yeah. about that because he did yeah. give you Donkey of the Day. Gave me Donkey of the Day. And you went right back and did the same thing you got Donkey for. Yo, well, listen, what? He, what he, he addresses spending 35 grand in the Gucci store. You, you said that they were being racist towards you, so you spent the money. But then on the song, you said you went back the very next day <laughs> and did it again. Why would you spend your money with a racist? This is what happened. I had a budget for wardrobe or a video. When I spend money, I get reimbursed. You get what I'm saying? Because these are budgets for real things. Mm-hmm. So if they give me a budget to say it's 30 grand or it's whatever the case is for wardrobe, I'm going to spend the budget on wardrobe. But it's wardrobe. still your money. But why is it with your the license? Right? But it's, it's, it's budgeted for that. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's put here so I can make it the best that I can make it. I can make it all it can be. So at the end of the day, look, boom, I walk into the store. There's a guy there white guy, old, probably in his 40s, whatever. The guy kind of give me this look because I'm in sweats and, like, I'm just in, like, I come off the tour bus. It's like I'm on, like, it's like the 40th day of tour. I'm just, I don't really care about nothing. I'm just trying to go get, get some gear for the video, whatever cases. I walk in. At one point, then he comes up to me and he says, oh, do you need any help? And I say, nah, I'm going to bring this to, to this guy over here because it was a younger dude over there because I know at the end of the day, y'all get some sort of store credit off of this. Mm-hmm. Y'all get commission off of this. If we're about to spend a bag in here and you just looked at me crazy, but I have to still spend the bag in here because, first of all, we're in, we're in Canada. This is the whole Renfrew is the place to go get designer things. If you're looking at me and there's a problem here, okay, cool. I'm going to just take the business to somebody else who can get the store credit who deserves it, who's right. going to take me to the right places, who's going to bring me to the right parts of the department store, who's going to treat me like a good customer no matter what I'm with. So it was nothing against the brand, it's just against nothing, that one It was against employee. the one guy, and it okay. didn't even have nothing to do with, like, like a lot of people try to spin it on, like, a white and black thing, but it, it wasn't a white and black thing. It was just like, yo, you specifically just, you know, kind of profiled me of whoever I was. I don't even think it was just a black thing. It was probably just how I was dressed. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like... Just like sometimes people come to the store and they waste those people's like, time all the time. Treat everybody the same, like, and you could have made the commission. No, yeah, I hate so to ask I this just, question. They're gonna get mad at me for asking this, but you sure it wasn't in your head. <laughs> I mean, listen, because <laughs> you say he didn't say about, nothing to you. No, no, no. But see, it's a certain look. It's a certain. It's a certain body language. It's a certain. You know, it's Maybe a it was certain. A poor customer it's service. a certain look. It's a certain thing about it. And at the end of the day, like, but I don't take things like that to a. Oh, it's only because I'm black. No, it's not that. Sometimes, you know, I, I, I don't come as presentable as I should come because I feel like I should just feel comfortable in whatever I'm wearing at the time. Like, I usually think that people that don't come dressed that well are, are the ones that spend the most money. I feel exactly. like sometimes when people get, like, dressed up and go shopping... First of all, rich white people be b- bummy as hell. Yeah. I just feel like at the end of the day, you're liable to wear whatever you want. You're supposed to feel comfortable. But anyways... I was going there to spend the money. I don't have a stylist. I dress myself. Mm-hmm. Every time you see me, I dress myself. I don't have. So were no... you mad when you got donkey in the day? Because a lot of people get upset about. Nah, it. I don't get upset about. It. I love Charlemagne. Like I love his 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 view on things. I, I'm a little different because me, I would have took it out on the whole store. If the dude was a dead, ain't none of them getting my money. Yeah, but if somebody else is nice but to you that works there, I get it. Then... Charlemagne, take it in. You have an obligation, Charlemagne, that you have to do. If you have a video shoot. 
that is going to allot you to making more money in the future. This guy's attitude is not important enough for you to not shop at the only store that sells what you want to get for this video that's mm. going to allot you more money. He knew what he wanted. I am a businessman, and when it comes to more money, I'm trying to get more money. Mm-hmm. Period, point blank. All right, we got more with Tory Lanez when we come back. We'll talk about him writing for other artists and more. Keep it locked, Tory Lanez. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Tory Lanez is here. Charlemagne? Let's address something else. You know, last time you was here, I said that I don't think you have your own sound. But over time, like I saw, uh, I even heard you say on the new album, you say a lot of rap and R&B popped off your sound. And then I saw somebody say something to you about sounding like Travis Scott, and you was like, how can I sound like somebody I write for? You know, so is that why you think people think you don't have your own sound because you write for so many people, so you share your way? I, I think that earlier, in my earlier parts of my career, when I was just the hook guy and I was behind the scenes and I was giving everybody the, the records, I feel like there was just a lot of innovative sounds that I created, and I, like I, I put in place of people, and it's like they ran with it. So we heard them first, and then we and heard you heard you. them first because yeah. they had more clout than me. And the thing about it was, was because I was so good at writing these songs, when they pop with these sounds, it's like you're popping with my sound. I'll feed it to you because I need the bread. <laughs> I'll <laughs> feed sense. it to you, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I give you all the hooks in the lane. I'll write all your songs in the lane. I'll write... You know, I'm not talking about Travis Scott. And, th- and that's another thing, like, the reason why I said that whole, like, I can't sound like anybody I wrote for is because there's a lot of people that in that time remember you was like yo you sound like this guy in the third yeah, guy yeah. whatever cases but you was just saying like you know I sound like a list of people whatever the cases and Betty I was Wild, just like Bryson Tiller. but just a, just a lot of people and I felt like it was one of those situations where it's like I kinda you remember I've been doing this like before I had heard of these people yeah, not yeah, to yeah. say anything is wrong with anybody or whatever the cases but a lot of these people that people were mentioning at the time and not even just you but just a lot of people people were mentioning it was like yo I wrote Mad records for this. This guy sound like me because I wrote it. Now, see, I didn't know that. And I like, you know what I'm saying? That. Like, yeah. you and y'all talking about? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm not a, I'm not a, a credit whore. Mm-hmm. I don't need it. I don't need like. Do the, artists get upset if you say that you wrote for them? Because sometimes people. Yeah, don't really I mean, because the thing about it is, it's like this. Like, like for instance, like me and Travis' situation is a little bit different. With him, there was a um a record that had got done. By uh, it was, I guess it was like a T.I. record for T.I.'s mixtape at one point it was T.I. Meek and Travis and it was a record I mean like a beat that somebody had given to me and I had did the hook for and somehow some way it got I guess to Meek and T.I. and they put Travis on the hook I don't even think like looking at it now and, and like knowing the situation knowing from Travis's um, standpoint I don't even think he wanted to sing the hook mm-hmm. and I didn't even know that in the time but I just, I remember he sung the hook, so I looked at it like, yo, my, you sung my record. I wrote right. it. I don't care what you're talking about. Like, I I wrote it. Like, so they looked you know at it like it was a reference track, and then he just yeah. took the hook that you did and redid it, but didn't even look but at it. I, but he was just way. like, I was just doing a favor for them. Right. Like, I didn't, like, bro, they I write, me to get on I write song, all my own, own shit. Like, you know that, Tori. And I was like, I, I had to agree with him. Like, he does write all his own shit. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, when we got over that standpoint and talking about that situation, it's like, I, I, I get it from that. But my whole thing was it's just like there was a lot of people who were singing my hooks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Were singing my verses, were taking styles and running with them. Like I'm a very innovative guy. I've made so many sounds and so many things that people never even heard. But that's life. You don't get the credit for everything you do. I'm not a credit hole. I don't need it. So you didn't actually write for Travis? I did. What do you mean? I wrote oh, okay. I wrote brand new chopper. 
at the end of the day, no offense, Travis, or whatever the case is, we've already spoke about this, but whether or not it was meant to happen or not, he still sang the verse, or he still sang the hook, right. and I wrote that hook. Me, like, I take a standpoint on I'm not singing another song. That's like wearing another's drawers. I'm not doing it. Who just, the hell wears another drawers? Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm just not. I, I don't want to do it. Like, you know, it's crazy. Bryson Tiller was the nigga who told me that. He told me that shit on the plane. He was like, he told you never I feel like. He, nah, he was just like, yo, I, I feel like when, you know, singing another writer's song is like. It's like wearing another nigga's draw. And it made so much sense but to me. But people like, do it all the time. Of course. Don't get me wrong. Like, I still have records where people have contributed mm -hmm. to it in, like, a certain part or whatever the case is. And, like, as a vibe, as we're building, of course, I'm always down for suggestions and things like that. And even, like, I'm always down for, like, trying to tap into people's world as well. But when it comes down to just letting somebody do the work for me, no, there's no fun in that. I love music. Like, I'm not doing that. Like, I love it too much. Like, like I'll, like... I'll die for this shit. when it comes to this and God. Like, there's only two things I'll die for. Like, that's it. Like, question my for son you and Bryson. Wouldn't you have to have one and other drawers to know what it feel like? My nigga, I'm gonna be a G. Like in my hood times, I definitely had to wear other drawers. If a nigga's gonna say laughing me, oh, this da da da, fuck out of here, my nigga. You just never had no hard times, my. Nigga. Like, I ain't never been that poor. I ain't gonna lie to you. I've been poor, but I ain't been that poor. Nigga, I've been broke, my. Nigga. What you talking about, man? I had to be been broke. Like a family boxes, member? Got same, same clothes for a week. Boxes. I had to turn them inside out. Got them been broke, man. Been super broke. Like a, you had like a brother or somebody? Or? I'm the youngest of six kids. I learned to share. Oh, okay, okay. okay. And that's why memories don't die. Yeah. I learned to share, bro. Like, at the end of the day, like, and I have no shame in that. Like, like at the end of the day, I'll never have no shame in what I, what I came from. Like, I came from sleeping on a bed, one up, one down. I'm all sleeping by a man's feet, fam. When that, that you saying you ain't another draw is definitely gonna be a little loop. We're <laughs> gonna loop that. Loop that. I don't give a fuck. All, all too bit in the in the in the hard in a hard type of situation or in a in a life where it your shit wasn't just granted to you, my you can relate. Like if you had never wore your siblings draws, my I don't know, then I don't know what kind of like No, that is cool. That's crazy. That makes sense. But yo, but sometimes me and me and my friends, like being as a young kid, like like I'm not saying we sitting here switching dirty draws. <laughs> nah, but we talking about like if you, if all the draws is washed, but those are your friends' draws, but you still wearing them. It's like that's sometimes you gotta just wait, you gotta do what you gotta do. Like I'm not sitting there saying like yo. Take off your drawers, fam, and give them to me. <laughs> nah, G, like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying that, like, you know what I mean? Uh, on, on pieces, you sample Nas the message. I sample Sting. Oh, I, okay, so maybe Nas sampled Sting. Yes, yeah. Nas actually sampled Sting. Okay, got you, um, got you It was crazy. What, what it was was um, he was just like, yo, if y'all going to do this song, like, y'all have to use the original version. And I remember putting the original version in, uh, I remember it sounded a little different, but I was like, it sounds like darker and more open. And because of what the song was and what the song dealt with, like the girl being a rape victim and her uncle was who raped her and the fact that she killed her uncle, like just the whole song and she had to raise the uncle's son. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, the, you just me because I was going to ask you what the story was. Oh, see, she didn't get to really listen. I only heard, like, it, you I only got, heard it once. Yeah. I thought oh, yeah, it was yeah, a yeah, mother's nah, nah, son. There's a song on the album with me and 50 Cent. It's called Pieces. Um, the song is about a girl. She's from Brooklyn. And her mom was a junkie. Her dad got taken to jail. And she had an uncle who was, like, made to raise her. So, basically, uh, the uncle was raising her. The uncle got, like, with this chick who put him up on, like, drugs and shit. He was on mad drugs, and he, he rapes the girl. 
and like her whole life, like she she couldn't get it out of her head that this raped her, like you feel me? And so boom, one day she starts rocking with some that like some like you know that really get it in like that. And one day they they like yo, you should just often you can't live with it like that, like you know what I'm saying? So she runs in the house and often the has a son, which is technically uh, I think her cousin at this point, right? She ends up having to raise the the son, but the son his whole life he grows up and he's like, I want to find out who killed my father. Right, that's crazy. Like, and his whole thing is, is like, I have to find out who killed my father. So then, like, it goes into this whole other story, which I got to go listen to the album. It's a great record. I was gonna ask you, was it a true story? But clearly, it's not. There's some bits and pieces that are true, but I couldn't go all the way into the deepness. That would just be OD. That's crazy. I wouldn't Somebody... even do that to her. You need to write a screenplay, young man. Yeah. Well, that was the so. thing. That I, honestly, that was why me and Fifty. Had, had had related to the song so much because what I've learned about him when he came when, when he came to the studio and I was playing him the records he was like um he was like yo I want to hear like something that's like a little bit more introspective or something that like you have that's not like the single or whatever case I was like yo I got this story boom when I played it and then I started explaining cause I didn't, I hadn't did the second verse yet like when the um son was looking for the um the killer I hadn't did that verse yet so he was like yo um I want to jump on this and I want to add to the story. And I was like, cool. He sent the verse back, and it was like he kind of it sounded like he was like narrating the story. But we kind of had this this whole cinematic look on the whole thing because it was such a story, mm. and it was such it felt like such a screenplay. Now, um, me and him had already came together and were like, yo, I, I, we want to do something as far as along the lines the, of uh, cinema, as far as like us doing like a movie or something like that. And so I was like, well, I'm shooting a movie for this album for. Um, I told you and and memories don't die put together so the movie's actually called I told you memories don't die. Mm. He's going to be a character in it now. So he's going to be in the movie as well. So we were already like, yo, if you're already going to be in the movie, it would be dope to have you on a story t- storytelling track like this like where it's like real intricate and like you got to get real deep with it. So that's what made that whole situation happen and like why it worked out like that. All right, we'll kick it with Tory Lane some more. Let's get into a Tory Lane's mini mix. Check it out. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. That was a Tory Lane's mini mix. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Tory Lane's is here. Yee. Isn't it nice to not have the distraction of people asking you about Drake all the time now? Like before, yeah, cool. when you did your first run, first album around, everybody was like, oh, y'all beefing. But it's nice. That, was, that, was, well, that was halfway my fault. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not going to huh? lie. Technically, like, you're still asking him about it. I know, I know. <laughs> but it's not the it was same. A, that was a smooth way of, um, of bringing it in, though. I ain't going to lie. Like, same. I looked at it like... It's not the you same conversation, though. It's not the same conversation. <laughs> nah, but I feel you. Nah, but honestly, I mean, that's halfway my fault. You know what I'm right. saying? I think I made a, little, a couple of immature dis- uh, decisions when I was first coming out, just out of the... My whole thing in my life and my whole career is, like, I just felt like uh, my whole thing is I always had to prove people wrong. Like, I have little n***a syndrome. You know, little n***a always feel like he got to be... <laughs> nah, you're not going to punk me because I'm small, my that I've had that my whole life, so it, it, it translates into my music. You're not going to punk me, my Point blank period. And when I say punk me, I don't even mean like in a physical manner. You know what I'm saying? I mean like you're not gonna punk me as far as like who you're trying to make me seem to be. I'm confident in the person I am. I know what my purpose is. I know I'm here to do incredible things. And you one lesson saying? learned is sometimes a simple conversation could squash everything. Exactly. In general. Exactly. Who extended the olive branch first? What you mean? Between you and Drake, like who reached out first? Um. Well, actually, not. It was actually through our. It was through our friends. It was um. It was through Trav and Chubbs. And I think they were talking and they had, uh, you know, they had had a little conversation or whatever the case is. And Travis, 
I mean, Travis like this, that um we was riding bikes together to subway and like sleeping on in the, in the same room on twin beds like you dig what I'm saying and like it wasn't even broke we was just we was just in like one of those situations you know what I'm saying so I knew him for so long what situation if we, nah, not we not going into this Charlamagne yo like, <laughs> 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 we was just like, yo we just know each other for a long time so when Trav's talking to me sometimes I know it's not from a place of like yo you're popping out so I'm trying to feed you some information he hit me up and was just like yo like like y'all don't want to make no money what did y'all have a physical like are you gonna boom him when you see him it's like do y'all like is it that deep and then i had to think about it like is it that deep it's really not that deep and then it's like if it's not as deep as like i'm gonna boom him or he's gonna boom me when we, when we see each other that's toronto slang for like somebody up no nah, it's, oh. it's just that's regular slang for we're gonna shoot each other when we see each other like i'm oh. not gonna boom you when i see you and you're not gonna boom me when you see me because it was never that deep in the first place all right let's hop on the phone as two men's Let's just figure this shit out. Like, because it's probably not that deep. And it wasn't. It was not that deep. You know what I'm saying? How'd that affect your relationship with, like, Meek? It didn't. I told Meek, I think it was either the day before or the day after. I was just like, yo, my n- I'm about to, um, I'm about to solve my issue with the homeboy and all that. You know what I'm saying? With the bro, because at the end of the day, like, our situation is, is, is a lot different. You dig what I'm saying? And he was like, you should have been to that. You even calling me for it? You know what I'm saying? Like, but I was just like, yo, you know what I'm saying? I'm just letting you know, as a person that I make music with, and a person that's like my friend, like you know what I'm saying? This is what's going on. Like you know, so you're not caught off guard, or it's not some whatever the case is, and I and I think it was just it just was what it was. And and Drake been showing me love. I'm showing me come home, and that's gonna be daddy. Over, yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's that deep of a, of an issue, but that's between them two. You say on the album too. You say you may have. It up with Nicki before the album. Now is that an ex or is it Nicki Minaj? Who is? Now nah, I was talking about Nicki Minaj. I, I just, I just, uh, like she was originally on Shooters, and um, wow, yeah, Nicki was on Shooters. She did an incredible verse, and um, I was asking her something about like the verse about changing something around because of where it placed the hook at in the in the song or whatever. And I think um, because we were talking over text, and I think like through the text, it kind of just came off the wrong way. Maybe came off like I was trying to critique her verse or something like so that. So what if you were? I mean, whatever. Um, and I think she just she she just didn't um, wasn't really rocking with it, and she was just like, you know, she didn't she didn't take my verse off the song. I'm not um, clearing it. She was very nice. She was just like, you know, what I'm saying like if if it's something like that, like I rather just not. This is probably just not the the project. Like you know, what I'm saying this is not the, the the song. You know, what I'm saying. And you didn't feel like well, I'll just leave it how it is then, or because I'm sure you wanted to have that verse on there still. I did, but at the end of the day, like, I didn't want to, um, I, I, I felt like I'd already kind of crossed the line as far as just me even saying what I said to her, and I didn't want her to feel uncomfortable with the record, so I just, I just was just like, all right, I'll, I'll delete it, like, simple and plain, I'm not gonna, I'm not a reacher, I'm not mm-hmm. gonna sit and reach after someone tells me I don't want participation, you know what I'm saying, as much as I'm a, I'm a super fan of Nicki, I love Nicki. She's been in my life for a long time, like as far as the music, as mm-hmm. far as every ex girl that I had was sing was a Barbie at some point was cut, we had the bangs yeah. and the, you know what I'm saying at some point. So I lo- I love her for that, but it's just one of those situations where as much as I'm a Nicki fan, like I love my music as well, and I never wanna I never wanna force something that's not organic, you know. If someone yeah, if- asks you to change something, would you you don't get offended by that if you send something into somebody and they're like, well, can you move this around or do you understand? Um, I mean, but I'm also not in the, in the, in the at the at the point of my career that Nikki is. Nikki's mm-hmm. at a, a very big uh, 
place in her career. And I think that... I mean, she's above critique, though. I'm not saying she is above critique, but at the same time, maybe you just don't need to hear critique from a n- that's at my part of my career. But if you're trying to make the best possible record, and that's a, that's a, that's a, that's, a, that's a cool way of looking at it from my standpoint. But at the same standpoint, I gotta look at it from her standpoint. Like, right. I, I, whatever million sold that she has, right. like you know what I'm saying? Like, you know get it. You know what By the way, saying? you know that's when you start falling off, and that's when your music gets whack. When you stop being coachable, like it, it, this should never be a point where I'm somebody not, listen, can't tell I you something I'm, about your. But music. I'm not gonna sit there and say she's not coachable because I don't know what she does and what and who helps her or whatever the case is or whatever she does. When she's by herself in a room of herself, maybe that was just the situation. And through text, maybe it came off way differently than, than maybe in her mind it came off way differently. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, sometimes I, I people read text in a different tone than the I'm not going to lie. Like, there's been a lot of times I've sent people texts and then, and then like, we'll be arguing over the text. Like, yo, my you that ass seriously just sent me that and, and it's like, it's not even that deep. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? You haven't talked to her since then? No, I spoke to her after that. And I was just like, yo, you know, my apologies, whatever the case is. That's why I say I may have fucked it up well, like just in case anything was ever permanent or maybe she feels like a permanent way about it. You know, I just want to let her know it's not no ill intention. It is what it is. Like, I'm still a fan and everything else. Do you feel like you're an all-time hated, like you say, on Don't Die? Of course, man. Hate me, man. <laughs> I just know, like, I know that the... I always know that the cards are kind of, like, against me in a weird way. And, like, I shine in the times that the cards are against me. Like, I'm a fourth quarter. Right. Back you know what I'm saying? I love being in the fourth quarter. I love when the pressure's high. I finish. I can finish a whole mixtape in two days because, <laughs> and I can't finish. If even if I couldn't finish the whole mixtape in a month, in the last two days is when I will start wild and shit up. I'm one of those guys in the time of pressure. I love being. I love being in that situation, and I feel like a lot of people are kind of on Southpaw. They're on a different, unorthodox stance when it comes to that. And sometimes I poke at it listening to the Joe Budden podcast and he was saying that they was asking if it's quiet for Tory Lanez. Is, is it quiet for what? Like, y- y'all crazy? What artists you know can do what I f***ing do? Like, I, I'm tired of n- just undermining that money. I f***ing sing the girls and make they be wet and then go stand on a n- I go stand on the whole f***ing crowd. No security. Shirt off. Gorilla style. Put me down in the middle of this crowd. You you can go on YouTube. You'll see this on many events. I'll be at festivals. 30,000 people put me down in the middle of this shit, dog. Every, don't touch me. Who do you know that commands that kind of attention, bro? Like, you got to start giving this shit to me because it's just one of them situations where it's like, and I hate to even come here. Like, that shit just took me off my cool, like, for a little second. But it's like, I hate to even come in and, like, act like this. But it's like, if you're somebody who just, you're not familiar with me, okay, cool. Just say I'm not familiar with him. And that's what it is. But until you go really look at the deeper stats of me, bro, like all the things that I've really done as far as like just phenomenal things that you'll remember. Writing, production. Writing, production, shows, songs, features, whatever the, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Just go look at the stats. Like I, I, I'm consistent with my sh- Is it quiet for your podcast? Like calm down. It's not, it's not like calm down. You can't say questions like that. It's stupid. I mean, I get, I get you. You try and get like a review or whatever the case is. I'm not even talking about just Joe. I'm talking right. about in general because Joe's my man's. But I'm talking about just in general, like you can't even ask a stupid ass question like that. You know, the, the 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 work that we're that we're putting in, you don't see how hard we work, or you just don't care about that. You know what I'm saying? All right. There you go. We're gonna edit out that you wasn't talking about Joe. You're gonna make that sound nah, like a shot. What you wanna do? I, I like I, I have a good relationship with, with Joe. I always talk to him on the phone and I love his opinion on things. 
Well, I can give you, I'll, I'll give you five reasons to hate on him after the interview, but he's a good guy. All right. <laughs> but Tory Lane's Memories Don't Die is out right now. Thank yeah. you for coming, my brother. Thank y'all so much. I appreciate you. It's The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Jaden Smith. It's this is the rumor report with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. Well, Jaden Smith just recently did an interview with Complex, and he talked about no longer being able to be friends with people like Drake, Kanye West, and Donald Glover. He said, "I always felt like a little homie before, and that allowed me in all of their circles. But now that I'm on the charts next to them, I'm not really little homie anymore." He said, it's more like you can't hang out with us anymore. We didn't know you were making an album this whole time. We thought you were just little homie giving us free water and ish. You're not really cool with us anymore. That's really? interesting. I'm surprised they would have a little homie him, though, especially being that uh, he's Will and Jada's son. Yeah, I would think they would always show him respect for that. I mean, you show him respect, yeah, but he's still a little homie, though. Disrespectful, I guess he's, he's just younger. younger. Yeah, yeah just he's younger. younger. I wish I would go get water for somebody and I was Will and Jada's son. But you fetch me some water. Well, he has his own water company. Oh, with See? Will Smith, I'm pretty sure that's what he's referring to. Yeah, yeah, that to. wasn't oh. just go get him oh, a cup yeah, of water. I thought they meant go get him a cup no, of water. No, no, no. <laughs> that's come on, now, come on. <laughs> You're in the studio with us, Jay. Go get us a cup of no, water. No, no, no. <laughs> You think that's true, though? You think they really don't want to hang out with him because they see him as competition now? No, I don't think that's true. Because they all kind of hang out with each other. No, I don't think no. that's true. All right, now, Chanel Iman, congratulations. She got married over the weekend to Sterling Shepard. It was a four-month engagement. He proposed to her on her 27th birthday in December, and they started dating after meeting at Victor Cruz's birthday party in November of 2016. So really cute, the two of them. Congratulations. That's dope. Congrats to them. Yes, to Chanel Iman. Beautiful pictures, by the way, from their wedding, if you guys had a chance to see that. All right, Ava DuVernay is hosted a wrinkle. She did host a wrinkle in time screening in Compton. Now, they don't have a movie theater, but she still went ahead and did a great presentation. It was a theater experience with sound, fabulous sound and picture quality out of a community center since there's no movie theater. She said, I thank them, and these kids do too. She posted, I asked Disney if the first public screening of A Wrinkle in Time could be in my hometown of Compton. That's when they did create that theater experience. We'll drop one of the clues bombs for Ava DuVernay. Wrinkle in Time comes out on the 9th of March. I'm telling you, man, it's the perfect daddy-daughter date. I'm doing I'm doing a screening on Wednesday here in New York, and it's going to be one big daddy-daughter date. It's for fathers and daughters. All right, now, Michelle Obama, she will be in Oakland later on this month. And what they're saying is, it's called An Evening with Michelle Obama. They're saying the tickets start at $93.50, and they go all the way up to $3,150. That's for a VIP ticket. It's a 19,000-seat capacity arena. And if it does sell out completely, which it looks like is going to happen, mm-hmm. then Michelle Obama will get more than $2 million from ticket sales alone. Wow. Yeah, so if you want to go see former First Lady Michelle Obama, she will be again at the Oracle Arena in Oakland, California. And Michelle Obama, a party promoter now? On March 28th. Drop on the clues bombs with the First Lady out here promoting parties. When you see that flow that's on a flyer, you better show up, goddamn. Well, it's a moderated conversation. Okay. And she does have her memoir, Becoming, coming out. So it's part of a $65 million deal with Crown that also includes a book from former President Barack Obama that's going to hit stores in November. Let you get your money, First Lady. I feel like $2 million is a little too late, to be honest with you. Well, it's just for one Night. Get a bigger venue. Uh, so just sales. one night, she's just talking for what, an hour? Two million? Yeah. Her life is amazing. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and Sheesh. that is your rumor report. All right. Charlemagne. Yes. Who are you giving that donkey to? I'm going to be honest with you, man. I woke up this morning really confused because I'm seeing all of these headlines about uh, Kobe Bryant 
and his sexual assault allegations resurfacing. And I just want to know why. Why? So I need the people that are resurfacing these allegations to front of, come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with them, please. All right. We'll get into that when we come back. And, Keep and, it locked. And, and a discussion. Let's let's talk about it after I do what I do. All right. Mr. Breakfast Slow, good morning. This don't be a donkey, because right now you want some real donkey shit. It's time for donkey of the day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, hit me with the heat. Did she get donkey today? Please tell me. Absolutely. I have become donkey of the day. Breakfast Club, bitches. Let's go, Charlie. <laughs> wow. Very aggressive. I know, man. Gotta take Tyrese out. Donkey <laughs> today for Monday, March 5th. Goes out to everyone who was upset that Kobe Bryant won an Oscar last night for his short animated film he wrote and narrated called Dead Basketball. Let me tell you something. I am so sick of the court of public opinion, especially in this social media era, because there's absolutely nothing consistent about it. Well, I take that back. It's consistently hypocritical. They never keep the same energy, and Kobe Bryant is a prime example of that. I'm looking at the New York Daily News. I'm looking at the Metro. I'm looking at sites like Think Progress, and these are the headlines. Kobe Bryant wins Oscar despite sexual assault allegations. Kobe Bryant wins an Oscar despite past rape accusations. Hollywood started to take sexual assault seriously, then it gave Kobe Bryant an Oscar. The Washington Post has a headline that says, Oscar winner Kobe Bryant's sexual allegations resurface in the Me Too era. Honestly, it was talked about so much that I thought Kobe Bryant had just caught some new charges that I wasn't aware of. Uh, a podcaster named... I'm not too so tweeted out. People say that rape allegations will ruin a man's life, but here is Kobe winning an Oscar in front of my own eyes. Keep, I'm a not too so. I'm, what is it? I'm a not too so? Yeah, I do a podcast for her state farm. I'm a not too so. Good morning, I'm a not too so. Uh, the key word in that tweet should be allegations. But the word allegations allegedly means nothing anymore. It's just a way for a person to paint a narrative about you and not get sued for it. All right, Dana Swartz, an entertainment weekly correspondent, tweeted, so we're all just ignoring the whole Kobe rape accusation thing, I guess, huh? Like, I'm going to tell you why I'm confused, and you can tell me if I'm tripping. I really can't believe that people are pulling up a 16-year-old sexual assault case to slander Kobe Bryant's Oscar win. It just seems disingenuous because I want to know where has everybody been for the past 16 years. Kobe caught this case in the summer of 03. Since then, he has won two NBA titles in 09 and 010. He was NBA Finals MVP in 09 and 010. He was MV NBA MVP in 2008. He was the All-Star Game MVP in 2007, 2009, and 2011. He was All-NBA First Team in 03, 04. From 06 to 2013, he was the scoring champ in 06 and 07. I don't remember the boycotts of the NBA back then. Not saying it didn't happen. Happen. I'm just saying I don't remember the outrage like I'm seeing now because he won an Oscar. Kobe was on the cover of four video games since that rape case. Four. I didn't see y'all calling for a boycott of EA Sports and Visual Concepts who produced the games. Kobe was in a commercial for Turkish Airlines. Guitar Hero and Call of Duty. I didn't see y'all calling for boycotts for none of those companies. Kobe Bryant has been with Nike since 03, putting out sneakers, still putting out sneakers now. And I never once heard somebody say, we are boycotting Nike or Nike is wrong. Kobe's jersey got retired this year. On the day they retired both of his jersey numbers, 8 and 24, AEG, the owner of the Staples Center, sold damn near a million dollars were for Kobe's merchandise, and nobody had anything to say about it. I just want to know why, when Kobe wins an Oscar, all of a sudden, his name is being slandered. Slandered on this fine Monday morning for a sexual assault allegation that happened 16 years ago. I'm just trying to figure out now, 16 years later, people are triggered because he won an Oscar for a short film about basketball. You haven't been concerned about any of the other accolades basketball has bought Kobe Bryant, but why not an Oscar? 
I have two questions. Why now are people triggered? And when is a man, especially a black man in America, ever truly not guilty of anything in the court of public opinion? Let's talk about Kobe's case for a second. He was accused of sexual assault. Uh, Kobe said he did have sex with the woman, but it was consensual. Kobe's case was eventually dropped because the woman refused to testify. Shouldn't the case be closed from there? We can all have our opinions on whether or not we think Kobe is guilty or not, and we can choose or choose not to support him and companies affiliated with him based on our beliefs. But I just want to know, when is a man, especially a black man, ever allowed to move past any of the mistakes we have made? If we get found not guilty, they still treat us like we're guilty. If the case gets dropped, they still treat us like we're guilty. Why can't that man be allowed to grow and evolve and learn from his mistakes? Sorry if everyone can't be, you know, all perfect like you people in the world who have never made a mistake, but I just want to know why 16 years and many, many accolades later, Kobe is being slandered for his past sexual assault allegations. That's not strange to you? Roman Polanski won an Oscar for directing in 2003, and Roman Polanski was accused of drubbing and raping mad young girls, and he was arrested and charged, and he fled the country. He was charged with five offenses of raping a 13-year-old girl, and hours before he was about to be formally sentenced, he fled to France and has avoided visiting countries that would likely extradite him to this day. And he won an Oscar in 2003. Won! W-O-N! And maybe it's because we live in different media eras, but I didn't see the kind of backlash for that that Kobe is receiving. Gary Oldman, last night, won Best Actor, and he was accused of, of beating his wife in front of their young children. Gary denied the claims. Charges were never filed against him, but I don't see y'all reacting to that the way y'all reacting to Kobe. I see a few articles here and there, but y'all acting like Kobe got charged with sexual assault allegations yesterday. Look, it's a lot of people who should never be forgiven for crimes they have committed against women. It's a lot of people who have yet to pay for the crimes they have committed against women. Like, it's enough going on right now. Enough people out here with allegations right now. People out here who are stone-cold guilty right now. We don't have to reach back and slander people who may or may not have been guilty, but he said he didn't do it. Okay, and the court of law, the case got dropped. So why in 2018, after all the other awards he has won, why now is his name being slandered for winning an Oscar on this fine Monday morning? It's not like this man is R. Kelly, who was on video with a minor and who hasn't confessed to any wrongdoing and still continues to mess with young girls to this day. Kobe admitted to his infidelities, said he had sex with the woman, but it was consensual. Charges were dropped, and 16 years later, when he's in a room that quite possibly a lot of people don't want him to be in, his charges have resurfaced. I smell BS, ladies and gentlemen. And I just want to know, when can a person, especially a black man, be not guilty? Are we guilty forever? Even when we haven't been found guilty? Even after charges get dismissed or dropped? Doesn't seem like it. Please give all these people digging up Kobe's old sexual assault allegations and slandering him for winning an Oscar the biggest hee-haw, please. All right. I'm just saying. Can we open up the phone lines? I'd like to have a conversation with the people. What you want to ask the people? I just want to know, uh, am I tripping? You know, should Kobe Bryant's sexual assault allegations resurface 16 years later after the fact? After his charges being dropped? Okay. Well, let's open up the the phone lines. Yeah, I have some feelings on this also. 800-585-1051. Should we still be talking about these allegations that happened with Kobe? How long ago was that? 16 years. 16 years ago. And shouldn't Gary uh, uh, Oldman, who won Best Actor last night, shouldn't he be getting some of this energy too? He was accused of, of beating his wife even though no charges no charges were filed. All right. And he won Best Actor last night. 800-585-1051. Let's talk about it when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. L-A-B-A. 
Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, Charlemagne gave, I don't want to call them haters. I would call them... People who are digging up Kobe Bryant's past sexual assault allegations to slander him for winning an Oscar last All right, and we're asking 800-585-1051, should we still be talking about his past? Yee, what do you think? All right, well, first of all, Charlemagne, I do want to say, you you used to bring up, every time he mentioned Kobe, don't forget that he did uh, anally... Yeah, but I'm not slandering his awards. This is a joke. So it still kept coming up. But what I think in particular, if I remember with the whole Kobe Bryant situation, with this whole Me Too movement going on, was that they did a lot of things, even during the hearing where they were naming the the accuser's name, Mm -hmm. and they were also bringing up her past sexual history and a lot of different things. Well, that's because she got caught with other DNA in her panties. Right, to try to discredit her. And they, you know, it was just a lot of different things I think that went on during that time that made that particular case Kind of an example of how sometimes, you know, victims get shamed and it makes it very, very hard for women to come forward and express their truth. So I do believe that because that situation happened with him, even if that follows him for the rest of his life, I mean, what can he do about it? It happened. And so you think people have have the right. It should, should stay with him the whole time. I mean, it does. But it hasn't. That's just, my point. That's the whole point of me giving the donkey today. It hasn't. This man has won so many different accolades, been on the front of so many different video games, has sneak endorsements, all kind of stuff, and it's never came up until last night when he wins the Oscar. You don't think it's strange? But I think with the Oscars, the Me Too movement also is front and center right now, in particular this year. So why and Gary Oldman isn't getting slammed? He did. I crazy. saw it in Forbes. I saw it on Fox News. I think Gary I was it. in charge. There was no criminal charges against him. I don't think that he's getting slandered the way Kobe's getting slandered. But I there was no criminal charges. Well, Kobe's case got dropped. Kobe's right. case got dropped. But he said he didn't do it. If you look at it like that, you could say R. Kelly's case got dropped. R. Kelly's case got dropped. R. Kelly was on video. O.J. Simpson's case got dropped. O.J. Simpson is two bodies. But he got dropped. No, man. He did get dropped. I think it's a difference. All right. But maybe I'm bugging. So, man, let's open up the phone lines. All right. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Charles. Hey, mama. So, it's just typical Hollywood, white Hollywood, just doesn't want black people to be great. It's the same thing with the O.J. Simpson situation. He killed the white lady and got with it, got away with it allegedly, and now that when he st- when he uh, allegedly stole his own things and they gave him all this time, they just don't want to let people be great. I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't like y'all mixing O.J. Yeah, up I don't know with if this. that is because a great I, one thing comparison. that black people need to f- face is that O.J. did do it. I don't give a damn what I mean, happened. I, we don't know if O.J. did it, but I, ah. I, I kind of feel like if the if the if the cases would drop or the cases is over, they should leave it alone. It should be left alone. I mean, yeah. That, that's how I honestly And by feel. the way, you have the right to not go to his games, right. not buy his merchandise, not buy anything that he's affiliated with. All I'm saying is it just seems a little sketchy when 16 years later he wins an Oscar, all his, his allegations are resurfacing. And, you know, the only thing with, 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 you know, we mentioned R. Kelly. See, the thing with R. Kelly is we've seen it. He's on video. We've and he continues it. to display I'll the same behavior now. Right. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Anna. Anna, good morning. We're talking Kobe Bryant. Should his past be resurfaced? Yes, it should. Why? It should be resurfaced because you cannot hide the truth. You can't hide the truth whether it's a day, a year, 10 years, 16 years later. The truth is out. Well, what is the truth? Everybody has the right to their opinion. What is the truth? If you with me talk hush money, she didn't get a chance to explain her side the way Kobe just hushed his wife with that big rock. She and didn't, that that was the but she didn't receive hush money. She won a civil suit. 
He gave her money in a civil suit. Money. She had a fight for that because if she didn't get that, she would have went to the tabloids and told all the details. But all the details are out, baby. All you got to do is look them up. All the details are out. No, he, said, I mean, listen, he, said, he said he cheated, and I mean... Yes. There's nothing you can say if a woman feels a way about this because if there's right. something in particular that she could relate to in this situation that bothers her, it bothers her. Like, oh, I no, I'm not saying you don't have to be bothered. I'm just saying that right. the, the, the facts of the case are out there. All the details are out. Mm -hmm. That's why I always made jokes about Kobe because he wanted some dookie love. Like, he walked in there and said, I'm going have sex with her in the anus. All right. Well, 800-585-1051. We're talking Kobe Bryant. Should his past, should we still be talking about his past now? We've spent 16 years. And you haven't been just talking about it. Let's, let's, let's open up the phone lines. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. That was Kendrick Lamar with Love. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking Kobe Bryant. Charlamagne gave Donkey the day to who, Charlamagne? I gave Donkey the day to all the people who are resurfacing Kobe Bryant's old sexual assault allegations in light of him and him winning an Oscar last night. And uh, I just want people to have consistency because I don't see why Kobe's charges are resurfacing 16 years later. All the accolades he has gotten over the past 16 years, but for whatever reason, last night triggered everybody getting upset. And you can't just say it's the Be Two Times Up movement because Gary Oldman won Best Actor last night and he was accused of choking his wife and beating her with a phone in front of the kids. And, and you know, he wasn't charged, but I, I, I look at both sides and I say, if I'm Kobe Bryant... I was found not guilty. Leave it alone. It should be over. It well, should the, be a wrap. The, case, the charges were dropped. It should be, it she, should she be a wrap. If I was found not guilty or they didn't have enough evidence, it should be over. Why do I have to live with this? He said he didn't do it. The charges were dropped. Why am I still dealing with it? But there's a lot of women that been through it that maybe dropped the charges for different reasons and they still feel the situation. But do you, do you, and, and people also feel like the person who has the money and the power is the person that tends to win and that's a lot of the Me Too movement is that women have always been intimidated to come forward because things like that could happen. Whether or not you know, they get found, the man gets found guilty. I'm just looking at these headlines, and these headlines are foul, man. Kobe Bryant wins Oscar despite sexual assault allegations. That don't sound like that happened yesterday. Hmm? You know what I'm saying? That's not like it happened yesterday. Well, let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Yo, what's this? Manny from Worcester. What's going on now? Now, we're asking your opinion on Kobe. I feel like the only reason they're bringing that, that stuff up with Kobe is because, like, he's, I don't want to label it, but he's, like, winning a white award. You know what I'm saying? Like, so look, look how they did Bill Cosby. Like they're trying to do the same thing with Kobe Bryant. Like he he did that. Shit, I mean that stuff a while ago, and they're bringing it back up because he won an Oscar. If he won like an ESPY or like a BET award. They probably wouldn't have brought it up. You know, man, that's kind of my point. I mean, it just seems very, very, very sketchy that now, in 2018, yeah. after 16 years and all the accolades he's won, yeah, now yeah. all of a sudden they're just bringing it back up. Like, that, that it just seems kind of strange. You know what I mean? That, that, yeah, not a and it's crazy, too, because, like, Kobe's, you know who Kobe is. Everybody knows who Kobe is. And, and like, for him to, you know, win an Oscar off of, off of you know, his narration and, and writing, like, that's, that's dope. And for them to try to, like, you know, discriminate or, like, you know, put some sort of negativity on it is, is just ridiculous. All right. Thank you, bro. Hello, who's this? Yes, hi. Good morning. My name is Patrice. Hey, Patrice. What do you think about the whole Kobe Bryant situation? Um, I feel like it's both. Like, I hey, no, like, no cursing. You know, excuse my language. Sorry. <laughs> But I just feel like, you know, I just feel like it shouldn't even be, it shouldn't even matter. You made great points on why it shouldn't matter when you, when you focus on a white man and, and, and what they do. And I just feel like for black men, I just feel like they have to be very careful in, in this society of what they do and how they move because their mistake will cost them their whole lifetime. It will never be forgiven or forgotten. Um, and I, and I was, I mentioned like that Obama, that's why he moved the way he did in his, in his presidency because he knew he was representing a black man. Well, and I don't think this has, has to be, I don't uh -huh. think this has cost Kobe anything really 
I mean, everything that's happened. He still got his award. He still, like you said, has gotten all kinds of accolades in the world of sports. But I'm sure there's a lot he couldn't do because of that, though. I'm I'm 100 percent sure there's a lot of people that had to turn him down because of that that and rape plus allegation. Plus, the man got daughters. He got daughters that are getting old enough to read, and I'm right. sure they know about their father's situation. But they shouldn't have to wake up on a Monday morning and see Kobe Bryant wins Oscar despite sexual assault allegations. I don't see nobody. Exactly. I don't see. I don't see no headline that says Gary Oldman wins Best Actor Oscar despite domestic violence. Accusations. It shouldn't have came up. It was just it was supposed to be a, a good a good time for him and, and an honor, and it shouldn't even have came up. All right. Well, thank you for calling, Mama. You're welcome. And what's the moral of the story? I don't know if there is a moral of the story because I, I asked a question and I don't even know if that that question got answered. And the question is: Is a black man ever truly not guilty? Okay. Ever. All right. Even if the charges are dropped, case gets dismissed. Are we ever truly not guilty? Clearly not. All right. Well, we got rumors on the way? Yes. Well, since we're talking about black people, let's talk about Jordan Peele at the Oscars. All right. We'll get into that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yes. Hey, I like sparking conversation. I like the conversation that's happening uh, based off this Kobe Bryant thing. Reginald Starr on Twitter said the reason Kobe's sexual assault allegations are resurfacing is not because of race. It's because Kobe is an outsider. And that could be very true. First time being nominated for an Oscar and you win. A lot of people would be hot about that. Mm. All right. Well, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Jordan Peele. Last night, Jordan Peele was winner in the Best Original Screenplay race, and he is the first black screenwriter to get that honor ever. Drop on the clues bombs with Jordan Peele, damn it. Now, here's what Jordan Peele had to say, and mind you, Jimmy Kimmel had made a joke earlier on where he was saying that um, whoever makes the shortest speech is going to get jet skis. Thank you. You guys are going to mess up my jet ski. Hold up. Um... This uh, means so much to me. I, I, I stopped writing this movie about 20 times because I thought it was impossible. I thought it wasn't going to work. I thought no one would ever make this movie. But I kept coming back to it because I knew if someone let me make this movie, that people would hear it and people would see it. So I want to dedicate this to all the people who raised my voice and let me make this movie. I'd be expecting people who are the first to win like, you know, the first black person or whatever, I'd be expecting him to have better acceptance speeches, man. Well, only four black film writers have been <laughs> nominated. No, he didn't know. Ah, you prepare. Only four black film writers have ever been nominated in the Best Original Screenplay category in the Oscars' 90-year history. So. I think about when Lena Waithe won mm -hmm. uh, her Golden Globe. She had a great speech. Like, you got to have a good acceptance speech when you're the first at something. Maybe he just that. didn't know. Maybe he just doubted himself. Prepare. All right, now Tiffany Haddish. She wore her $4,000 white gown for the Oscars, and that's not the first time she's worn that dress. Uh, she wore it actually to the premiere of Girls Trip, and she also wore it while hosting Saturday Night Live back in November. She said, I feel like I should be able to wear what I want when I win, however many times I want, as long as I Febreze it. Drop on the clues, boss, for Tiffany Haddish for being <laughs> consistent. Okay? My goodness. That's all we want from people is consistency. It's interesting because I saw on Baller Alert they posted um, Tamar Braxton says, Say what you want, stack that bread, sis. Tiffany Haddish, she said she's getting her four G's out of that dress. Somebody get her some free dresses. Girl power, get it. Sis. Consistency. I ain't mad at her. Now, listen, I just want to say that wasn't a diss because I saw a lot no. of people going in on Tamar. What she was trying to say is that a lot of times when you have events like this, people dress you for them. And she had some issues before with uh, nobody wanting to give her a dress for the Grammys, but she was saying that Tiffany Haddish deserves to have people want to dress her for these events. You're Absolutely. Damn right. Consistency, man. And she came out there in some Ugg slippers last night with the dress on. I thought she had heels on and took them off, no? Yeah, and she had, she had on Ugg slippers. Uh oh. Yeah. 
All right, now Tiffany Haddish has also vowed that she would sign an NDA any day for Beyonce. If you guys recall, of course, there's that new song, Top Off, the Khaled song featuring Jay-Z, Beyonce, and Future. And here's what B said in that song. If they're trying to party with the queen, they gonna have to sign an undisclosure. All right, so that obviously is because of Tiffany Haddish was partying with Beyonce and told the story about what happened at the event. Well, here's what Tiffany Haddish said about that initial encounter and that she would sign an NDA. I made it. Beyonce put my name in the song. I made it. You think when you heard Beyonce call you out on the song? I was like, that's me. I was so happy. I'm like, oh, I love me some Beyonce. Where them NDAs at so I can sign? Are you going to her party tonight? They're having a party. I know. I got an invitation. As soon as I get out the car, I'm going to be like, oh, where's the uh, non-disclosure form set? And I ain't never saying her name out loud again. I bet you won't hear nothing about that party they had last night. <laughs> nope. They, they can I bu- hear that part? Because, you know, I didn't hear her say Tiffany's name at first. I had to listen to she it. Didn't Say Tiffany's name. They're saying that she did say it. Let me hear it again. Now you gotta pull the audio back. Nah, I didn't hear Tiffany's name. Man. I knew it was about Tiffany when I heard well, it. Yeah, because she said, Beyonce, Beyonce, said clip. Beyonce said my name. Beyonce clip. The Beyonce, Beyonce clip. Yeah, the actual song. The song. Shut up. Man. I'm just trying to hear where they said it because I didn't hear it. But Tiffany Haddish said, Oh my God, I just heard it. I'm doing a full on dance right now. My name is in a Beyonce, Jay Z, Future, and Khaled song. I made it, y'all. Well, your name must be Maybach. Tiffany's nickname Maybach. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to hear it. That's all. But I'm going to keep on. I'm going to listen to it again some more. Okay, Floyd is going to be doing his own game. Now, remember Mike Tyson's punch out was really popular? Yes. That Love video that game. game. Well, Floyd said he's going to follow in Mike Tyson's footsteps and do his own video game as well. He's been working on that. And he's also going to have ownership in it, he said, to make sure that it comes out right. So I'm sure you guys will want to play that game. All right, Cat Williams. He talks about interning at an alligator farm in order to get ready for his role on Atlanta. If you guys saw the first episode of Atlanta from the second season, Cat Williams is on there. And he actually had a great role. On there, too. I really enjoyed seeing him on there. He said he's a music fan and a comedy fan. He said Donald Glover's name carries that type of weight in both of those circles. So any project he's a part of, you want to be a part of it as well. He had some thoughts on season two where he wanted to take it and how he wanted to put things out there. You can put yourself into somebody's hand when you can trust their objective. He said the first two times I auditioned, I wasn't good enough and other people were better. I just kept at it. And then I interned at an alligator farm for three and a half weeks just so I could get comfortable enough that we didn't use a stuntman. I didn't see. He wasn't in no scene with the alligator. I guess it's going to be coming up. So I don't oh, know. Oh, in a few. Okay, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, so he's the alligator man on the show. So he's gonna have a reoccurring role. I would guess. That's, I guess so. I yeah. think so. I'm not I, mad at that. I guess that's what that means. Uh, the first season of uh, first the first episode of Atlanta was good. You know, I didn't I didn't laugh much, but that's only because like Atlanta's one of those shows that doesn't have laugh tracks. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to laugh because you don't want to miss nothing. Gotcha. You know and, what I mean? And also, a lot of times that first episode is setting you up, like it's kind of repositioning everything and setting down the groundwork for what's about to happen. So mm-hmm. I felt like that's what was going on because they're introducing Cat Williams. It's Robin season, so mm-hmm. it's a whole different take than it was last season. All right, Khloe Kardashian is going to be having a baby girl with Tristan Thompson. They did reveal that news on the season finale, of course, of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. This whole time, I oh, guess she boy. thought she was having a boy, but then she found out that she is having a girl. She tweeted out, God gives us what we need. His timing is never wrong. My hormones were in rare form for that news. I am now so excited. My daughter will have forever best friends with Chicago and Stormy. God is great. Thank you, Lord, for our princess. 
All, All right. right. Congratulations to them. When's that Floyd Mayweather game coming out, man? Oh, I don't know yet. They said they still developing anything? it. Is it a real thing or that's something he said he wants to do? No, he said he's I in the middle of game. working yeah. on it and he's going to have part ownership in it. So he's making it already. That's going to be interesting. I'm, I like those fight games. I like fight night. Of course, we loved Mike Tyson point out mm-hmm. growing up. Right. You should do a game that like improves reading skills in children. That All would be right. Dope too. All what? right. Thank you, Yee, for those Why rumor are you reports. Tear him down? I'm not tearing him down. I'm saying that would be dope. This guy. Revolt. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice Mix is up next. We're going to start off the mix with my remix to my song. This is Derez Deshaun, DJ Envy, featuring Derez Deshaun, Yo Gotti, and 2 Change. This is the Hardaway remix, and it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning.